Welcome to Don't You Forget About Me, the New Wave Music Podcast. My name's Steve. And I'm your friend T-Bone. We'd like to welcome you back. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the most recent solo album from Tom Bailey of the Thompson Twins. And also uh, the most recent Berlin album. So jumping into this, we're going to go into Tom Bailey's album. Tom was most famous for being in the band, the Thompson Twins. You may remember them. They had such hits as Hold Me Now. Doctor, doctor. And if you were here, uh, most famously from the 16 Candles soundtrack. Thompson Twins were around from the late 70s to the early 90s. Following the departure of the Thompson Twins, Tom Bailey and his girlfriend Alana Curry, also from the Thompson Twins, formed a band called Babel. From the mid-90s, they came out with a few albums during that time frame, but really haven't heard much from Tom since then. He's been producing albums. Uh, he, he did have another band called International Observer, but uh, I, I would have to say that most people have not heard of, of that band. One thing that Tom didn't do was he didn't join the, the greatest hits 80s tours until 2000. 2014. Uh, it was playing uh, his hits again there that he realized how much he loved uh, making music and decided it was time to put something together more in the vein of Thompson Twins. That's right. I think we did see him on that tour back in 2014 of the future retro uh, tour as he was billed under Tom right. Bailey. Absolutely. Tom, Thompson Twins is Tom Bailey. Right. And he, he only really played Thompson Twins songs. I have to. I have a feeling that maybe he was starting to formulate songs for this album. Uh, yeah, he just played Thompson Twins songs on that tour and uh, he was actually one of the highlights of that grouping uh, of different 80s artists. Oh, easily. I don't think he wasn't billed as the headliner, but he pretty much was the headliner. Oh, no, yeah, he wasn't. It was actually Howard Jones that was the headliner. But uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, Tom's set was far more interesting. Yes, it was. And doing a little bit of research for this episode, came across uh, Tom had to go back to the music store and buy a CD of the best of the Thompson Twins to kind of help learn the, relearn those songs again. It been many years. Yeah, but it's kind of becoming a, a trend we've seen. We heard mid-year back in... 2020 on his acoustic solo tour talk about how he had to go purchase his album, his songs off of iTunes again to relearn them. It's just a shame that artists are having to kind of rebuy their own their own catalog. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're spending their own money. But as Midge said, you know, like on the dollar he spent, he got it sent back as a royalty payment. That's right. So Bailey uh, decided to, he was been working on this album from 2014, I think, through 2018, four years time span. Probably was working on the album during that future tour. Yeah. I give him plenty of time, you know. Uh, I mean, he he was doing little tours with these '80s greatest hits type shows, but uh, you know, he he doesn't do a whole lot of songs with those. Uh, he's just one of many performers, and so I'm sure that gave him plenty of time to start putting together new music. Yeah, I'd love to see him retour again, especially on this album. We'll, we'll dive into it. Yeah. The album's called Science Fiction. Tom Bailey said when he was making this album in an interview, he wasn't really interested in science fiction, but he found the concept of using science to shine new light on old problems to be a fascinating topic and found that the songs that he written for this album all shared that theme. So that's kind of why it's been called now Science Fiction. Right. Yeah. No, if you look, if you look at some of the, the titles of different tracks, they, they do have kind of a 
science fiction-y feel to them, even though he may not be a real big fan of science fiction, but uh, they they do come across in the titles, that's for sure. Uh, One thing I did want to mention before we jump into the songs is that all the instrumentation was done by Tom on this album. He he took care of everything. Did not know that. So the album does open up with the song Science Fiction. Science Fiction about you t-bone but i really enjoyed this song love this song it is it's a great song to start the album it has a, a wonderful uh beat during the chorus and uh yeah you know i i think you couldn't find a better song to open up an album with no it's a great song and also even all these songs t-bone they must have got your memo from the future that they're all short they are all short now okay enough of the jokes about song length but yes no they are they are all uh less than four minutes long we go from science fiction to what kind of world What kind of world was a song Tom wrote right after the passing of David Bowie? He wondered what kind of world we're going to be with without David Bowie. Well, Tom, as you can see, Bowie kind of was the glue that held that universe together. Yeah, you know, and it's it's, along with it being uh, inspired by the death of Bowie, it also is actually about the visions of Elon Musk. Right. Strangely enough, Elon Musk's ideas of sending people to Mars, while Bailey found that optimistic and exciting, it also worried him that as we send all the rich heading off to the Red Planet, it means that we would lose the desire to save the earth. And I, I found that to be a really interesting concept to go along with this song. Oh, I agree. And I love how this is a little different out there from typical Thompson Twins. Kind of got more of a little bit of a Calypso-type beat going. A definitely Bowie-esque inspired music-wise as well. But great deep lyrics, great song. Yeah, very good song. I, I, I we, It's two for two on this one, I would say. <laughs> but then you get into the next couple, and, and they seemed a little filler to me. I don't know how you felt about it, Steve, but... Uh, the next one is Shooting Star, followed by Feels Like Love to Me. And neither song really had all that uh, oomph to them that that impressed me. So see, for Shooting Star, that's one that I could see going back and thinking it could be on the Thompson Twin album. It could go back to those days when Thompson Twins were in your club dance floor hits. It seems like one that could fit into there very easily. I liked it. Didn't mind it. it yeah, like- I, mean, I didn't hate it by any stretch. I just didn't really find either of the, the those two songs to be all that interesting. It feels like love. It feels like love. And feels like love to me is something that could have easily been like a beat, like an alternate take or an alternate song that was left off of the Into the Gap album. That was one of my favorite one, Thompson Twins ones. So we oh. kind of disagree a little bit on that. Oh, uh, yeah. I do yeah. like those songs. Those are great albums. Uh, then drives us into the song Blue. All the things I do just to be with you. Blue's more kind of the, I'd probably say it's a ballad of the album. 
Oh yeah, it's a very contemplative, slow song. Um, it, it's it's very well done, especially mm-hmm. for something that that uh, you're kind of in that middle of the album. You you've had some really good beats going along, then you kind of slow down, and uh, sort of like how a concert would be. You have the the stuff to bring you in, then a little bit, uh, you know, you just slow down a little bit, and then things start to pick up again. And then from there, we move on to if you need someone. Someone. actually my favorite song on the on the album really uh, yeah i i just absolutely love the way this song opens um i think it has great lyrics and the, I, I just find the music very groovy i i think this song of any of them on the album would get your feet dancing yeah and that moves into the next one uh ship of fools destination not a clue i To me, this is probably my album highlight. I love how it kind of, again, this one could be easily mistaken for vintage Thompson Twins. It's a shame that this that Tom Bailey is, and most of the new wave artists these days aren't really getting any exposure on mainstream airwaves. They're kind of, you know, self-publishing albums, which is a shame. And that's the purpose of why we started this podcast is to introduce our listeners to this music. But going back to Ship of Fools, I love how it has that whistling intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes right into like the pop filled verses. Well, you know, it's funny that you'd say that it kind of has that Thompson twin sound. And, and I agree that it does. But for me, it really had a Seeds of Love, Tears for Fears oh. sound to it mixed in with a little Beatles and so I thought it had a real interesting range of, of sound going on in the song, although I still am not exactly sure why it starts off with all aboard. Is that not for trains, <laughs> not for ships? I, I could be wrong there. And then from there, we go to the song Work All Day. Work all day, sleep all night, check on my friends, make sure they're doing Work All Day is probably, this is probably the one on the album I could leave. I, I like it a little bit more than those earlier songs. Um, you know, it, it might be just a little bit more of a time filler song on the album, but I mean, it does work for me. Probably, I wouldn't say, is one of the highlights. And then we get to the song Bring Back Yesterday. Bring Back Yesterday. This is a track I really liked listening to. It, you could kind of maybe pick up that Bailey was wanting to go back to yesterday, back when they were ruling the charts. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, is he talking about his Thompson Twin days? I, I'd like to think so. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a really good song that, that is very rem- reminisces about the past. Yeah, very well. And then the album closes out with Come So Far.
Well, this was the first single on the album. Oh. It begins with some great guitar work. So the story behind this song is it tells about a young man who travels from Afghanistan to London to save his life and what he has to give up. Um, it, it's more of an introspective song. To be honest, I like it, but I, I thought it was a very odd choice to have as the first single. I did not know it was the first single of the album. I thought it would have been one of the other ones we've discussed, but. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, if you need someone, my, my favorite of the album, and especially Ship of Fools, I, I really think those would have maybe been better off to, to uh, debut for this album. Yeah. But yeah, it comes so far. Uh, really interesting use of guitars on it, as I said. Um, but yeah, kind of a, an odd choice for uh, a first single. Maybe not a first single, but I do like how it's the album closer. I think, think it feels very well or works very well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I got to say that with this album, and, and I, I think you can already tell that I like quite a bit i think probably would have to say that you do too steve i mean it's hardly revolutionary songwriting i mean he often uses very standard rhymes Mm -hmm. with it but tom does know how to make a pop song oh no question i mean look at going back to the thompson twins catalogs most of them are are either huge hits or you've gone back and you're like oh i do remember this song i I do hear it oh very much so yeah i mean even some of those songs that uh maybe you know they obviously didn't get airplay or anything like that you certainly can go back and it brings back fond memories okay and so this album here i i'd give this album a highly recommend not only to thompson twin fans but to new wave fans in general this is if you're looking for a good new wave album some new songs to listen to this is this is an album yeah and and it's mostly a synth album i mean every now and then you can hear hear instruments come it'll kind of peep out uh but i have to agree with you steve this is this is a quite a high recommend uh on this one from me also uh, and i think maybe the main reason why is yeah we both really love you know i think us and plenty out there really love the thompson twins and it was i mean 30 35 years kind of in the making for this to come back i mean even with those other albums that he did in the meantime they're obviously not very well known and uh this kind of sound i think was something that we needed yeah and i would love to see tom come through on a tour again where he could play some of his new stuff and some of the old stuff oh i'd love to hear these songs live no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I say, the last time we saw him, it was just Thompson Twin songs. Uh, he was kind of formulating these songs here. But but yeah, I, I would love to see him uh, maybe come back as a headliner. Um, I can think of a dozen other bands that could, you know, warm him up and uh, he could play a number of these different these songs here along with his classics. So before we jump back into the album from Berlin, just some quick music news. The church posted recently that they're uh, in the process of finalizing a new album that's coming out. They posted it's definitely going to be worth the wait. They're finishing up the mixing. I can't wait to hear it and see it. They're a great band to see live. Yeah, they have a great sound also. It'll be interesting to see what they do on a new album. And then I am really excited. Now, anybody who knows Steve and myself know that we are huge Midnight Oil fans. Can't tell you how many times we've seen them live. And they have been putting out a little bit of material here and there. The exciting news is that they are on the cusp of releasing a new album. They have released the first single from it called Rising Seas.
it is definitely uh, in the vein of Midnight Oil with climate and, and so forth, as we as we know so well from them. Wait, the, the oils that want the, the world to change? Well, I know. It's hard to believe, but they do. And so one thing I would recommend is looking for the video for Rising Seas. Uh, it starts off a little slow, and I, was, I wasn't concerned, but I, I wasn't sure where it was heading, and then it kicks in, and it is a fantastic song. So needless to say, Steve and I are very excited for this one to be released, and I pretty much can guarantee you there will be a review for it uh, as soon as we have available. Now, the other thing is, um, kind of going along with that, is if, if you weren't aware... Hillman was the bass player for Midnight Oil, and a year ago, he died. And so the members of Midnight Oil, along with a couple of others, have put together a song. Uh, It is called One Voice, and it is available uh, in most places. You can watch it on YouTube. There has been a free download available for it. It, it, It's really an interesting song about friend and who they have lost. All right, up next, we are going to talk about the 2019 album from Berlin called Transcendence. Uh, It's their eighth studio album. There's actually been one album since called Strings Attached in 2020. And as you can probably guess, uh, it is a greatest hits with orchestration. So Berlin, you may remember, they had such hits as The Metro. No more words. And the Oscar winning hit, Take My Breath Away. Many of the new wave bands can say Oscar winning well, song. Yeah, there's not too many new wave bands that have uh, have won an Oscar, so they uh, live in a a world of their own. I did want to mention that this album uh, actually brings together Terry Nunn, of course, the singer, but also David Diamond and John Crawford. Diamond on synths and guitars, and Crawford on synths and bass. Um, And if those names sound familiar, it is because they were original members of the band from uh, back in the 80s. And with, uh, you know, some minor exceptions, uh, this is a little bit more of a synth album uh, than maybe the earlier albums from Berlin. But other instruments are are oftentimes hidden kind of deeply behind the synths. So let's jump into the album. The first song, I Want You. The album opens up with synthesizers. Like you said, it's a great kind of song to kick it off to hear the sound of Berlin. Might not be quite what you remember Berlin in the 80s. No, it's definitely a little bit more of a electronic dance music kind of sound. You know, I mean, they they have changed the 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 feel of their music over the past few years. Uh, compared to what they were doing back in the 80s. Yeah, but I thought this was a good song to open up about Very good. kind of taking chances, see what, look, forget about what happens in the past, let's see what happens here and move, move forward with it. Right. And so number two song on this album is called Show Me Tonight. Show me tonight. Bring me to life. 
There's a very interesting thing about this song. As you may or may not know, way back in the 80s, a Mr. Richard Blade, who was a DJ at K-Rock and now uh, does work on First Wave with Sirius XM, him and uh, Terry Nunn had a little bit of a relationship going on. Actually, a very serious relationship. Right. And I will say, not I'm sure our Sirius XM listeners have heard this every break Richard Blade does to bring up his book, The World in My Eyes. No question about it. Yes, he does like to mention that. But if you haven't read that book or heard the story, I highly recommend finding the audio version of that book where Richard got not only Terry Nunn, but all the other bands that, that are still around to actually voice their own parts in the book. Absolutely. And so interestingly enough on this song, uh, Berlin, probably Terry primarily, was able to get Richard to do a hilarious infomercial narration on it. Uh, so it makes not only, it, may, it makes a song that you really wouldn't think of an infomercial suddenly have a, a totally different meaning. Yeah, it does kind of have that little slight, dark, snarky edge that Richard does very well throughout the song. Yes, it's very funny stuff. Thoroughly enjoyable. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was in L.A., oh, I guess it was 19, I saw Berlin there, and Richard Blade was kind of the host of the evening, and he came out on stage and, and uh, did his part for this song along really? with the band. That's interesting. So the song itself is one that I find very well. It's kind of accepting 2%. One, the Hollywood perception persona where you got to look young all the time, perfect. That's where Richard comes in as that infomercial salesman. I know you're just sitting there thinking it's all over. There's nothing you can do to change your life, but there is. You, you, yes, you can erase those ugly crow's feet. You can grow your breasts and lose 30 pounds without doing anything. But you have to call now. And then the other thing is accepting with age and beauty and how, how your natural sometimes yourself can be. Absolutely, I agree. And up next is Transcendence. song it was the first single off of the album it's the title track obviously uh doesn't uh, really have a whole lot of, of interest to me uh overall yeah this one just really didn't do much for me it's an okay song but it's very easily forgettable yeah i, I didn't find it to really stick in my mind all that much again you know I, I think with most music i mean steve and i are far from professionals so we can appreciate a musician and what they do and what they have to bring together to make a song uh but sometimes it does does come down to personal taste yeah and then we get into the song lust This one, I do like how it has that nice slow bass going throughout the song. Kind of does a nice little slow build up to it. Yeah, I found the bass line really funky. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just kind of grinds in there and gets going with the song. A good song, you know, on, on uh, the first half of this album. Then we get into the probably the first ballad of the, so of the album, On My Knees.
to me, it's one of the more better ballads on this album. It does go into a slight electric mix in the song that for a second thought they were going to break into the never ending story. <laughs> well, you know, Steve, I'm going to say that this is actually probably my favorite song on the album. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I was just mind blowing how beautiful this song was to me. It's very slow and measured beginning. Uh, uh, then the instruments start to come in. And then finally it does in, it morphs into an outstanding dance song. And I really think, yeah. uh, especially back in the 80s, that this would have been a huge club hit. Oh, I, no question. Yeah, I mean, it just really works on every level. I think it could work today, too, if places would give it a chance. And then that brings us to one that Berlin remade for this album, the song Sex. I'm a man. I'm a boy. I'm a man. To me, this was just a waste on the album. It sounded like they're just trying to fill the album. They tried to remake it for 2018, 19, but really, this sounds like it could have been remade for the late 90s, early 2000s with the techno club mix. That oh yeah, no, it's it's the song that everybody's familiar with, but it is taken to that EDM level. It definitely pumps uh, faster than the original and is much heavier on guitars. But I completely agree with you. I mean, I still love the song, but compared to the original, the original, yeah, I'll stick with the original. Also, I mean, this this one's fun for trying to uh, cash in, but uh, it, it doesn't really have any sort of connection to the original song. No, and it just felt so out of place with the rest of this album. It just was kind of a mess to me and did not work. Then we move on to the next song, No One Left Alive. No one left alive Can you hear me To me, this one, just like Transcend- Transcendence, it's very forgettable. You know, there's kind of two sides to this album. You know, there's there's the beginning, which has, uh, for me, maybe the better songs overall. And then the last half of the album doesn't do quite as much for me. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Because for me, when listening to this, this is a very unbalanced album. I agree. I agree. I half think there's, of it wants yeah. to be like electronic. Half of it wants to be Take My Breath Away. Completely agree. Yeah. And, and maybe that's why they're sort of cashing in on... Uh, uh, their history in order to try to make uh, you know new music and not only bring in those fans that are familiar with them from the 80s but in a whole new type of audience yep. which is not, not a bad idea I mean you definitely want to no. make sure that you're bringing in people that that maybe didn't know you in the first place but if you're going in a direction that's completely opposite of where you've been that can be a little disarming yeah and listening to this album for the show part of it could sound like we're i swear i was listening to two different like eps or two different albums and then, and then we move into all for love which again, this one has a a nice bass track on it, but it's kind of still forgettable. You know, I got to disagree with you. This is actually one of my uh, more favorite on the album. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I think it has some fantastic instrumentation, especially a sparingly used piano. And I absolutely adored Terry Nunn's voice on this one. In addition, I really want to believe that trumpets were used, but most likely it was synths. Yeah, and you're right. Now, listen, talk about this kind of sparked my memory. Again, to me, the problem with this album is that most of it's very forgettable. But I do like the little piano, ba- little hint of piano throughout the song. Um, and then from there, we go for, to the song In My Heart. 
an okay ballad. Yeah, um, you know, the weird thing is, I'm just going to interject this, is that in one place I found that for all my, for, for all for love, it said it was for Paul. And then on In My Heart, it said it was for Natalie. And now it, that didn't show up on the album that I was listening to, but in other areas I found that. And I it made me curious who this Natalie and Paul is. Not that it has really anything to do with the music, but it just made me, I just had no idea why they would do that. And uh, and on two songs that were, uh, you know, why I found one was good, but the other one is just a little bit average. Which one did you find just average? In My Heart. The second one, you know, I mean, I did you like that one more than I did? I like that one a little bit more than, or it stuck with me more than All for Love, but it could also be my thought process on All My Heart was trying to be like more like Take My Breath Away Again, and that's kind of the comparison I keep coming back to on some of these songs. Yeah. Well, and then we finish up with uh, the 10th song, Majestic. Which is another ballad. Uh, there are a few of them on here, and I think you're right that uh, they, they are trying to cash in on Take My Breath Away. But I found this one to be fairly well done. And this one here is probably my favorite one on the album. Really? Because it does do a great job of highlighting Terry Nunn's voice. It oh, doesn't absolutely. feel overproduced. It's kind of a very simple mix, that soft beat going. And see, I would I, I liked it, but I... Uh, I thought it was fairly well done, but I really felt for me, at least, that I wish they had ended it on a little bit of a stronger song. So we'll have to disagree on, yep. on this song here, but that's uh, that's exactly what this, why this is all being done. Yeah. And as I've kind of said throughout this one, at least for me, with Berlin's latest album, it's a very unbalanced album. At times, it seems they can't decide if they want to go back to their pop or synth days or going back to ballads to mirror the success of Take My Breath Away. Well, you know, one thing that may have been a factor on this, and, and I think maybe, Steve, you know this, is that the three of them, uh, Nunn, Diamond, and Crawford, they came together after going through some serious breakups and divorces. True. And so maybe that affected just the way they, the things that they wanted to say about the songs. Granted, they're not, a number of them are not perfect by any means, but maybe that had something to do with it. Right. And I am excited for this. I think it's a huge step over their last album in 2013. Angel? No, Animal. 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 You know, I, I, I don't dislike that album though. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe this one is a little bit better than that this one. This one's but, more matured yeah, sounding. possible, yeah. And it could be, like you said, they got the, there was three of them back together. They've got a lot more life experience. I'm excited to see what the next Berlin album holds, what it's going to sound like. Yeah, especially if they're all still together, you know. But one thing I can say about this one, and, and I, I think you may agree with me, but I, I don't think Terry's voice has aged a day. I think she still has a, a hugely powerful range, whether it's a dance song or a ballad. Um, I, I was immensely surprised on how how good she still sounds. No, I agree. I, I do really like her voice. It's a shame some of the things sound like they're going to be um, over. Some of the songs come across a bit overproduced that on her, that they're trying to do for, which is a shame because she does have a great voice. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get a feeling when we get to the end of this discussion that I think that I'm going to say that I have found this album a little bit better than you. Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean, it's still an album about, you know, sex and love. I mean, it may not be quite as sensual as the albums produced back in the 80s but their sound uh, has 
whether it's good or whether it's bad, it has been modernized. And in some ways to me, though not perfect, that makes sense. Um, They're not trying to mirror pleasure victim or love life. Uh, They want to have a different sound of their own. So yeah, I think it's it, it may not be an outstanding album, but I can definitely recommend it. Yeah, and I'd give it an okay. It's To me, it was just an average album. We'll see you guys again in two weeks with another episode featuring the new album from Duran Duran and Erasure. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, as of recording this, the Duran Duran album just dropped a couple of weeks ago. You know, as a teaser, I can tell you that Steve and I are both, uh, without discussing it, we're both uh, liking what we're hearing. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk about that, and we'll, we'll bring that episode out to you guys in a couple of weeks. And then don't forget, you can always subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, you can email us at don'tyouforgetpodcast at yahoo.com. And, of course, we're also on Facebook and Instagram.